Baltimore City. They coming home to no lights, not having food in the refrigerator, not having a refrigerator at all. But when they come to step practice, all of those things are erased out of their mind so they can make it through life. That's Gary McIntyre, also known as Coach G, in an excerpt from the new documentary, Step. And this is Artworks, the weekly podcast produced at the National Endowment for the Arts. I'm Josephine Reed. Step is a recently released musical documentary that is wowing audiences. The first feature film directed by Broadway producer Amanda Lippitz, Step tells a number of stories. It's about upending stereotypes about Baltimore. It's about the Baltimore Leadership School for Young Women, a charter school that graduated its first senior class in 2016. It's about that class and its step team, the Lethal Ladies of Baltimore. It's about trying to win a step championship. And it's about being the first person in your family to go to college. Step has won the U.S. Documentary Special Jury Award for Inspirational Filmmaking at the 2017 Sundance Film Festival and the Audience Award for Best Feature at the 2017 AFI Docs Festival. But none of this gives a sense of the way Step enthralls its audiences. You are with these girls every step of the way, rooting for them as though they were your own. When Amanda Lippitz and Coach G stopped by the NEA studios, the coach talked about the impact of the film on audiences. It's the movie that you'll laugh, you'll cry, you will cheer, you will scream, you will holler, you will get up and start stepping too. So it's a very interactive movie and um, it hasn't been a lot of things out there like that where you have all of those emotions in one and you leave out feeling totally full of hope. And I just truly hope that um, educators and mentors who are already doing this look at this movie as a tribute to them and what they do and continue to keep doing what they're doing and people who have not mentored um, or reached back to help out anyone that they do get encouraged to do it. The Baltimore Leadership School for Young Women, that's the setting of the film. Amanda, let's start with you. How did you first hear about this school? Well, I'm a Broadway producer in my other life, and on the side of my Broadway career, I was making shorts and directing them about first-generation students going to college and girls' education, and I started working with a group of schools in New York called the Young Women's Leadership Schools, which is a group of public schools with 100% graduation rate, and I just, every time I went into the schools or I went into a family's home to make a seven, eight-minute film, I was just blown away by what it the process of being the first in your family to go to college and what that means and what a family goes through and what a college counselor goes through to get there. And um, people would always say to me, you should make a documentary. And I never found the thing. And then I'm born and raised in Baltimore. And my mother is born and raised in Baltimore and is an activist there for women and girls. I grew up watching her do that. And I suggested to her she might want to replicate one of these schools in New York in Baltimore. And she did. And she recruited her daughter to make films for her. So I met these young ladies when they were 11 years old and was just kind of coming in and out of their school five or six times a year with cameras and a lot of times without cameras because it was just I was part of the community of the school. And in the eighth grade, Blessing, the captain and founder of the team. The team had been founded in the sixth grade, but I didn't really know anything about them, and I didn't really know anything about STEP. It wasn't part of my culture growing up. I didn't know about the rich history of it coming from Africa and now in North America being a collegiate sport and something you earn by going to college and pledging. But I did know musicals. And so 
lesson came up to me one day and she said, the next time you come to school with cameras, you need to come film our step team. And I walked in and blessing it, everybody lined up ready to go. And, and it was what happens in a great musical, you know, where characters can't speak anymore. So they sing. And these girls, they were using step to tell the world who they were and what they were there to do and how they felt about each other and what their hopes and dreams were. And I knew I knew something really special was going on. Coach T, what about you? Well, actually, I was minding my business. <laughs> and one of my sorority sisters recommended me for the position to be the step coach because um, I had stepped for a long time and I did really good with my sorority. And... Um, the advisor of the step team actually called me to let me know, hey, there's a position open. Do you want to do it? And there's going to be a little filming going on, but, you know, it's a documentary. Let me know if you're interested. And really my first reaction was kind of no, because I was like, you know, I really want to mentor, but I don't think that this is the thing to mentor kids. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I know that's my passion, and I'm aware that the school was around like I googled the school I started looking at the short videos and I was like oh this is a pretty good school and then I googled the step team and I was like oh they're really good what can I do to help them so I was kind of taken back once I saw how great they were and I was like what can I do and once I met them I was hired and I met Amanda and I met the team in that first scene that's when I met everyone Yes, <laughs> that's when I met everyone. And once I met everyone and saw the culture, saw how much she really loved the ladies and how much how passionate she was about changing the conversation about Baltimore and just everyone involved from the executive producers, associate producers, everyone was just super passionate. And I was like, this is something that I definitely want to be a part of. And then just the, the culture at the school was just amazing. So that is how I got involved my first time coaching ever. <laughs> Yes. Oh, and, and and documented. Yes, and documented. So it's kind of weird now without without it being documented. I'm willing to bet like 99.9% of our listeners know what step is by this point, but just on the off chance there's somebody who doesn't. How would you describe it, Gary? I would describe step as a revolutionary fervor. Um, it's seriously something that these ladies embody but step is an art form that really stands on its own it's not dance mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah but i keep seeing it step dance or dance yes. not even just dance but i kept reading about it described as a sport and i'm looking and saying it's an art form yes. it is a sport too yeah, it's, a sport it's both, both. Yeah. yes it is because it it's, takes that's a why lot it's of so physical unique you have to use your entire body and you're making music with your entire body you're clapping you're stomping but you're also jumping in the air you're speaking in my step when i coach these ladies there's always a purpose and a message with every single show that they do and I always want them to reflect on that so it's educating it's an art form that truly stands on its own and a sport that truly stands on its own because there's so many other step teams out there that um, are so talented and I mean step is everywhere I also think as like an observer watching the teams there's something about the brain, like a special part of your yes, brain you have to access brain. to remember the steps and to work that fast, to have your brain send a message to your hand, to your foot, to your mouth, yep. to retain the information and the beat within your body. And it's interesting because it's not just coordinating your own body to be doing things simultaneously. You're also working with how many others? 16 others. Yep, yep. We had 19 on our team. Yeah, and that's the synchrony. Yep. You know, it has to look good when it when they're performing, whether it's a competition or not. People want to see a good show. And people who don't know what Step is, they're, like, amazed that everything is so on point and all together. But people who do know what Step is are impressed. And they're like, oh, they look so good. And they're really stepping for a purpose. And they're just giving, putting their heart and soul into it. 
I truly think that they use step as a form of therapy. You know, when they're upset about something or if they're trying to work something out with their sister, their stepsister, if their mother gave them some information they don't want to hear or some reflection, their teachers, their grades, they come to step practice and truly channel all of that and really put it out there for everyone to see individually. And then when it comes together as a group, it's just awesome. This was a step team that was started at the school by the students. The founding class started it. It was the first extracurricular and the only extracurricular for a very long time at the Baltimore Leadership School for Young Women. What is special about this school? Because it clearly is a very special school. I mean, I think what makes it special is that in the sixth grade, when they're 11 years old, they take them to college campuses. They talk to them about how much college costs, how you get a full ride. This is how you get a full ride to college. You study hard. You do extracurriculars. You're good to your teachers. And not just that, but they take care of the girls, not just academically. Socially, emotionally, there's entire teams just dedicated to their social and emotional well-being that has nothing to do with what Paula Dofat, the director of college counseling job, her job and only job is to get every girl into college. They got the class of 2016, 100%. Class of 2017, 100% with 10% going on full rides. The school really thinks of everything from the salad bar as a healthy lunch option to the washers and dryers in the basement to wash clothes for kids that may not have the ability to wash their clothes at home. So it's just this magical place that if you know you are near Baltimore and you can go by and walk into the Baltimore Leadership School for Young Women, you walk in and you are hit by so many different things, but the biggest thing is love. The film focuses on three girls and They're all seniors at this point. They're all part of that first class. How did you choose those three? Blessin was the one who started the team and who asked me to come film, and she was kind of like this muse in a way of, I don't think she thought it was a movie, but I knew she knew that I would find something inspiring about the step team when she invited me in that day. But I also knew that she was a shining star on the step team, but she struggled academically. And I knew Blessin from the time she was 11, and it seemed like... She didn't have all the support she needed in her life. And the school was really filling this amazing void for her. And also the step team was. Corey Granger, I knew as the number one in the class and kind of just super smart and studious, but not outgoing and not like this. Somebody you would expect to be on a step team. And when I walked in and saw her stepping, I was like, that's Corey Granger. I can't believe it. Taylor joined in the ninth grade. But when she came in, she just came in, like, so fierce. Like, like she was Beyonce. She just, like, knew how to step. It was, like, in her veins and her blood. And her mom was always standing on the sidelines in her bulletproof vest cheering her on. But there were and lots. I we should say her mom is a corrections Yes, officer. her mom it's is a corrections like officer. No, no. But she does actually walk around in a bulletproof <laughs> yeah, vest yeah, even out of corrections <laughs> officer. Yeah, um, I think it's for effect. I think it scares the girls a little bit. So she, like, does it to really, like, make sure they stay in but line. she has the heart of gold. Yeah. <laughs> she loves every last one of them. Maisha was very instrumental in helping me. She did an amazing job with the social-emotional support, and she still does. Now that her mm-hmm. daughter has graduated, she still comes back. She always checks on me. She is amazing, and she really has made a connection, even with the new team and the new girls, and it's just been breathtaking. Coach G, you're coaching a step team that had been together for a while. Yes. yes. Which I think is, on one hand, fabulous, and on the other hand, could be challenging because yes. I'm sure there were patterns that perhaps were not the best. Yes. 
And then you had this one with her film crew. <laughs> How did you negotiate all that? To be honest with you, with the film crew, when I first met Amanda, she just had so much passion inside of her and fire in her. And I was like, what in the world is this white woman doing? <laughs> like, seriously, what in the world is this? But I saw not only the passion for the project, but the passion for really changing the conversation. But most importantly, how much love she had for each and every one of the ladies. And I would not have been able to take them in had I not known that she truly loved them. She knew them before I did. So to see that connection, it was just amazing. And she always respected everything I asked. And I also asked her, you know, if as long as I can do my job and I don't have to, like, dramatize anything or play anything down and you'll respect all of my wishes, then we're good. And she not only did she respect my wishes, but she supported every single vision I had. But she, she was did. amazing. Like, the day she walked in and we met that day, and she said, I live on the street where Freddie Gray was killed. I knew that she was going to do more than just teach them how to step and make them a great step team that she was going to give them a message and a purpose and I felt like she was like my artistic partner in this really amazing way because when she came to me and said the theme for this step show is going to be Black Lives Matter I actually didn't need to hear anything else I was like go like yep. go go this go is, yep. because I just knew that she knew exactly how to make that exciting and fun not that I would have interfered in the routine but I wanted them to always like look their best and win and mm -hmm. and do well. I always prayed for that. Even if other people were like, it's okay if they don't win. It's okay if they don't win. Yep. I was like, no, it's not. It's not okay. <laughs> they have to win. Because there was an expectation. And with the ladies, to be quite honest with you, there was an expectation for me. They had already had coaches in the past who had done well who had um, led them to great things, who had mentored them in different ways. And they were already a really good team. As I said, I was intimidated walking in. So um, they really laid down the expectations. Taylor had a private conversation with me. Like, um, I need to know exactly what have you done? Where can I find you? What's up? One of the other captains on the team, Tyrena, she was like, I need you to remember my name. I need you to know what I want to do here, what my vision is. This is my last year. And Corey was just so confident, but quiet. So to see them then and to see them now, I'm so happy to have been there that last year with with the stakes being so high, not only with the documentary getting in the way of all of those things that were already going to happen. So they were going to graduate because of the teachers and the staff members and the support they have in that building. Everyone was going to graduate. They were all going to go to college because Paula Dofat would literally do anything it takes legally and morally to get them where they need to get. And those people around me were the driving force behind me wanting to be even more successful. Mm -hmm. The best times are when the, the cameras were not there. True. The best, the, the most fun times and the, the times when the camera crew put the cameras down and we all were a family together, those were truly the best times. So I, I know that all of those things would have happened whether Amanda was there with the cameras or not because she would have been there regardless. <laughs> As a huge fan of the staff yes. team from day one. How did you approach the girls and their parents. I, I thought they were amazingly open. Their parents are amazing. I mean, this wouldn't have happened had the parents not been supportive of it. It just wouldn't have happened. So in the 10th grade, I met with all the families. And we had a meeting one evening at the school, and I spoke with them about my thoughts and my ideas. I showed them some other shorts I had made besides just the ones that I had made with their kids in it, you know? So they 
they really knew my sensibility, the type of filmmaker I was, where I came from. And I was very clear I wanted to change the conversation about Baltimore. And they were the founding class of the school. And what they were doing was incredible, breaking new ground in Baltimore City and being the first in their families to go to college. So everybody bought in. Everyone was like, okay, let's do it. And I spent a lot of time 10th grade year just interviewing all the girls, listening to them talk about what STEP means to them, getting to know them a little bit deeper, a little bit more. Um, in their junior year, Blessin missed 53 days of school and got kicked off the STEP team. And I, I filmed about 20 days and I would come in and I, I watched the school and I watched the girls pull her back in and use STEP to do that. And I just thought, this is so special. This is really going to be amazing. And then Freddie Gray was killed in April of their junior year. Tell me about the impact of Freddie Gray's death on the making of this documentary. I watched my hometown burn on television and I watched that mother go into the crowd and pull out her son and hit him upside the head. And I was like, those are the mothers at the Baltimore Leadership School for Young Women and I need to show this now. So I spent the summer getting all the permissions in place from the Baltimore City School System and making agreements with the school and speaking with the girls and their families again and making sure everybody was on board. And we just hit the ground running senior year. We have 400 plus hours of footage. You don't see anything prior to senior year. I also want to say I had the most amazing editor, Penelope Fox. Oh, yes. I love her. just did the most incredible job and came on board while I was still shooting and watched 400 plus hours of footage before I ever walked into the edit room. So she gets massive boatloads, mountains of credit. Editing is not easy, and she did a fabulous job. Let me go back and, and ask you, why why the decision just to show the senior year? I basically felt like senior year is this year that is fraught with so much emotion and stakes. And no matter where you come from or what socioeconomic background you're from, everyone knows senior year and everyone can relate to the pressures of that. So we really framed it within senior year. But, you know, the truth of the matter is, is what Coach G said, which is that I cared about these girls and the step team, whether there was a film or not. And what happened, what I what I captured would have happened whether I was there or not. They were living, breathing, learning, overcoming obstacles long before I put a camera on them. And I'm just grateful and feel very privileged that they allowed me to be there for this very special time in their life. Well, it was a pivotal time for them. And as you said, it was a pivotal time for Baltimore. And the routines that you put together really reflected that. Yes. And that it was another way of being able to tell their own story where they take charge of their lives. Absolutely. But still speak to what was going on in their city at that moment. Yes. And what could have happened to them at that moment. So that was really an important thing for me to let them see Bliss is such a magical place. That's the nickname of the school. But it's such a magical place and a place where they have so much love around them. But it's a real world out there. And I felt that it was my duty to make sure that they knew both sides. Yes, there's such awesome, loving people who will help you. And I expect you to do the same thing when you leave. But there are people who don't care about you or won't care about you or have no regard for you or what you're trying to do. And you need to be equipped and ready. And I think that I truly helped prepare them for that. And I think that I gave them their own voice so that they can control their fate in what they do the minute they walk across that stage. I also think what you did, and I don't think we realized you were doing it at the time, but there's so many rampant misunderstandings about the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. And seeing these young women who are so smart, 
and so capable and so beautiful and brave and you fall in love with them and you stand up and you hear them say it could have been us paints it in a very different light and when she did that I didn't realize what she was doing until we were in that moment and the girls all stood together and said it could have been us and we should just say that was the last dance that you had choreographed that they performed. It was a Baltimore City step show. Mm -hmm. So um, all these Baltimore City schools came together to step together. So just that moment, I think, for a lot of people is eye-opening. You know, it's just kind of hits you like it could have been those girls. The thing also about step is it gives them a way to process their own feelings about it and express their own feelings because they're watching their city erupt And Baltimore doesn't have a great reputation. I mean, it's undeserved, but it has a bad reputation. Oh, Baltimore, it's downtrodden. Oh, Baltimore, it's dangerous. And, you know, they're there to say, uh, excuse me, well, some of that could be true, but there is a whole other Baltimore. Yeah. The point of this film is to show a pocket of hope and joy that is embodied by these young women, their families, and the school, and their teachers, and their coaches. And what goes on at the Baltimore Leadership School for Young Women and what goes on in a lot of American cities. We're just not telling those stories as much as we should. We're not celebrating these communities as much as we should. And so I feel incredibly blessed that this little documentary that we made, not expecting anything like this to happen, to get into Sundance, to be on 200 screens across the country by August 11th, that is just... To be sitting here with you. Yeah, it's just just, incredible. And um, I, I can definitely say when she was done the movie, the first thing she asked was, what do you guys think? How do you guys feel? She showed it to us, and that was what was important to her, you know, really getting the approval of the people who she felt inspired by and they love it they love it and um I love it and I really just think that I'm happy that you found inspiration in us because you have inspired these young women in so many different ways behind the camera the school really shows women how to really take life by the horns and all of these people including people behind the camera Amanda were that example myself Paula Dofat but even Amanda a woman director feature film, I'm going to do this, it's going to happen, and then all of these great things are happening from it. It just shows you if you shoot for the sky, you'll at least touch the moon. And I think you're getting the stars, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making her a star, so yes. that's, that's a win-win. Oh, no. I don't want to be a star. <laughs> oh, it's too late. <laughs> the girls' relationships with their families, but particularly their mothers, was so strong even when the family had challenges yeah i was really impressed by blessing whose mother struggles with deep depression and and often can't be there for her and and blessing accepting isn't the right word she's just so non-judgmental about it well it's so interesting you say it that way because so i met blessing when she was 11 i hadn't met her mother and when blessing goes home to give her mother the information from paula Dofat. For college, that was the first time I ever met Blessin's mother. And I was really close with Blessin from the time she was little, and she linked her arm in mine and told me she was going to be on Broadway. So I judged her mother. I mean, I fully judged this mother that I did not feel was there for her child. And then I met her, and I started to get to know her. And I talked to her, and she opened up to me about her life. And I realized, gosh, I judged this woman, and that was so unfair of me because she is a survivor of a horrible mental health system in our country. And if she had had access to the resources that she deserved, 
Can you imagine what, what she could have accomplished, what her other children could have accomplished? I knew within five minutes of meeting her how deeply she loved her daughter, how much she cared about her, their deep, intense connection that really I think even Blessing's darkest moments kept her going was her mother's love and belief in her. And her mother is her really her inspiration. And so I think it's a real lesson to mothers, to educators, to anyone. Just because a parent isn't there at school does not mean that they don't deeply care about their child and their success. Right. It's finding out her story. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. I look up to all of the mothers. Um, I'm not, I don't have any children of my own, so I've learned so much from all of them. And even parents who don't have the time or resources to come out and support, they have all been very instrumental in building this village that I have with every last girl on the step team. Yeah. So I'm blessed to have all of these mother role models mm-hmm. around me. So I'll be like, beyond the best mom. (laughs) I loved what Corey said. My mom is a magic wand in human form. Mm -hmm. One time we were homeless, I didn't even know. Well, that line, like, it's so crazy. Like, there's certain moments in the film that are universal no matter where we are, who the Mm -hmm. audience is, what part of the country we're in. Aww, as soon as she says that. And when she said it, when she said it to me, my heart just started racing. I was like, yes, yes, your mother is a magic wand in human form. And, um, you know, I think a lot of this film is about turning a lot of stereotypes we have on their heads. The teenage mom in a poor Baltimore City neighborhood has a brilliant daughter who she completely wraps in love and attention and does everything she can for her, succeeds, and her daughter goes to Hopkins. You know, turning that on its head. You know, a corrections officer, a black woman in Baltimore who says, when I was growing up, the police were my biggest heroes. So that was a big part of it for me is any chance we could turning those stereotypes on their head. Step was selected for the Sundance Film Festival. And, of course, this was thrilling for you. But I bet for the girls, they must have been over the moon. You know, we took everyone to Sundance. When we got into Sundance, we took 19 girls and 10 chaperones. And it was awesome. And I would never have done it any other way. Not only Sundance, but the Special Jury Award for Inspirational Filmmaking. Yes, that was that so was exciting. And that was very exciting. The girls had left already, so we were they were watching like online, and so my phone started blowing up. And just thinking about them watching at home was the most exciting part. Now let's just catch up on where the three girls are. What's amazing is that the girls on the team who were in the film, the nineteen girls, are having the summer of their life. They're yes. traveling the country, going to all these exciting places together. Bless and Corey and Taylor, Coach G. Paul and I are going out to 15 different cities. Bless and Corey and Taylor are headed in back to school and in September. They had, you know, a powerful, exciting, ups and downs year of, you know, first year of college, which is not easy, but they're doing really well. Um, But what's amazing is that, you know, they are going out promoting the movie. They have the coolest summer job in the Mm. world this summer. And they're all going to L.A. in a few weeks and get to be there for a week. And they get to be together, which is really nice. Every single girl who's graduated has came back and mentored and helped the step team, Um, the new step team. I mean, I was blown away because um, they all said, why wouldn't you think we wouldn't come back? We have to. I mean, the other ladies from off the team look up to them so much because they have such big shoes to fill. All of them are experiencing life as young adults, and it's so amazing to see them now making adult decisions and taking um, responsibility for themselves and being the masters of their own fate. 
everyone's doing really good. We have some big performances coming up that they've been getting ready for. That's just so amazing. The Today Show, Good Morning America, and then my most exciting debut on national television, So You Think You Can Dance, with my original choreography. So I'm just super excited. And I really want to end with you talking about how the film also continues to give back to the girls. Talk about how the proceeds are being distributed. From the sale of the film, the producers of the documentary set up scholarships for all 19 girls, and we made a very generous donation to the Baltimore Leadership School for Young Women so they can continue to do what they have do so well, which is transform Baltimore one, one young, young woman, woman at a time. time. <laughs> Women Thank coming you. together, yes. that's what it's all about. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. That was Gary McIntyre, also known as Coach G, and director Amanda Lippitz. We were talking about the new musical documentary, Step. See it. You will not stop talking about it. You've been listening to Artworks, produced at the National Endowment for the Arts. I'm Josephine Reed. Thanks for listening.